we see something in today's gospel that's unique, not only in the gospel of John, but in all the gospels. Jesus himself appears only at the beginning and at the end of the story. Jesus heals the man, then disappears from the narrative, and reappears at the end to receive, confirm, and vindicate the blind man, now healed, and a disciple. Most of the action occurs between Jesus' two arrivals. It's difficult to believe it's coincidental that the form of the narrative corresponds to the form of the story of the church. Jesus comes with blessing and instruction. Jesus departs. And Jesus will return with vindication for his church. So we, the church, are now living in the time of Jesus' departure, the period between his first coming and his final coming. The story in chapter 9 reflects the life of the church between a little while and you will not see me and a little while and you will see me. This time of Jesus' absence is no picnic. In fact, the man born blind could have said to himself more than once, I never asked to be healed. If this is what it means to be blessed of God, I think I'm willing to relinquish some divine favors. A relationship to God does not remove pain, suffering, poverty, restless nights, and turbulent days. Those who preach that kind of faith are offering false comfort. At the beginning of the story, the disciples look at a man who is blind and they see a sinner. But Jesus sees something else. Jesus knows that God is not done creating. Reaching down into the mud of the earth from which we are created, Jesus continues the Father's work. God is not taking the Sabbath off. God is working while it is still day. So we're being trained to see in a new way. When Samuel was sent to anoint Jesse's son, he was sure he knew what the new king looked like. But he had to learn that the Lord does not look on the outward appearance. The Lord looks on the heart. As the fox tells the little prince, it's only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. One of my favorite churches in Jerusalem, as you probably know, is called Dominus Flavit, the Lord wept. We visited this church on every trip to the Holy Land. But on the last trip, we were able to celebrate mass at the altar that overlooks the Kidron Valley onto the city of Jerusalem. And on the front of the altar is a mosaic of a mother hen gathering her chicks. The image comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13. It's Jesus lamenting for the city of Jerusalem. The story begins, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to them, go and tell that fox for me, listen, 
I'm casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow and on the third day. I finish my work. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. The Pharisees in this story are actually afraid for Jesus, but Jesus doesn't seem to be afraid at all. Most of us don't stop being afraid just because somebody says, don't be afraid. And right now, we are afraid. We're afraid that we might get sick or the people we love might get sick. Nadia Bowles Weber reflects on this image of God as a mother hen. I can't tell you, she writes, that the mother hen thing means that God will protect you from Herod or that God is going to keep bad things from happening to you. Because honestly, nothing actually keeps danger from being dangerous. A mother hen cannot actually keep a determined fox from killing her chicks. So where does that leave us? I mean, if danger is real and a hen can't actually keep her chicks out of danger, then what good is this image of God as mother hen if faith in her cannot make us safe? Well, today, Nadia writes, I start to think that maybe it's not safety that keeps us from being afraid. Maybe it's love. Which means that a mother hen of a god doesn't keep foxes from being dangerous. A mother hen of a god keeps foxes from being what determines how we experience the unbelievably beautiful gift of being alive. God, the mother hen, gathers all her vulnerable little ones under God's protective wings so that we know where we belong. Faith in God does not bring you safety. The fox still exists. Danger still exists. And by that I mean danger is not optional. But fear is. Maybe the opposite of fear isn't bravery. Maybe the opposite of fear is love. St. John tells us, perfect love casts out fear. Jacques Lucerin, the French resistance fighter, went blind suddenly as a young boy. Barely 10 days after his accident, Lucerin made a discovery that changed his life. He wrote, I'd completely lost the sight of my eyes. I couldn't see the light of the world anymore. Yet, the light was still there. Jacques learned to see in an entirely new way. The source of light is not in the outer world. The light dwells where life also dwells, within ourselves. And no one could turn out the light inside him without his consent. Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. 
And Jesus promised to be with us always until the end of the age.